Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the epistle today, we have a beautiful image. St. Paul says in his epistle to the Romans, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. It's a beautiful image of us together as one voice. In the liturgy, at the peak of the liturgy is the anaphora, which is when we ask the bread and the wine to be changed by God's grace into the body and blood of Christ. And that entire long section of the liturgy is called the anaphora, when we bring up the gifts. That's what that word means. The very end of that, when we've completed this long prayer, the final exclamation by the priest is, and grant that with one voice and one heart we may glorify and praise your most honorable and majestic name. Again, that same theme of one voice glorifying God. However, so often our voices are only united superficially by singing together. The voices of our, ro our souls remain separated for one reason, because we judge. We judge one another everywhere, all the time, in all places. I at least experience this, and I'm sure that you might relate. And when we judge, we are no longer one. We say the other is other, and I am me, and there's a separation between the two. We can't judge and also have one voice. The judging has been rather rampant in the last year and a half in our society as a whole, and also in our parish, it's trickled in here as well. We've excused ourselves because our society says that we must, we must judge who's doing the right thing and who's doing the wrong thing and the people doing the wrong thing need to be changed. But the, uh, whenever we have that kind of judgment and pushing and oppression, it's always a sign to us, there's something not right about this. There's something not godly about this. But we continue even now. Even now we still judge each other. We come into church, we look around, we see different things, maybe the old judgments that we always had struggles with, maybe new judgments as a result of COVID, but our love is oftentimes as thin and flimsy as a disposable mask. We can't bear it with each other. You know, St. Paul said, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, he said in Galatians. I was thinking, it'd be nice if we could bear one another's burdens. Why don't we just drop the word burdens and how about bearing with one another, even that? Even that is hard enough, let alone bearing someone else's burdens just to bear with their presence, to bear with their difference, to bear with the ways in which they do things that we think are wrong or stupid or ill-conceived or hurtful or whatever the reasons are. All of these are reasons why we have division between ourself and our brother and sister in Christ, between ourselves and our neighbors. So how can we bear with each other? How can we be unified like that beautiful passage in St. Paul? Well, the epistle gives us some answer to that. Because as I said, when I first read it, it said that together you may have one voice. 
So what is the thing that causes that so that we have one voice? And I'll have to do a little bit of retranslating here because the, the English isn't as good. But he says, he gives the example of Christ, first of all, who did not please himself, but he took on the reproaches of others. And then he continues saying, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that by patience, hypomony, and by the consolation, paraclesios, of the scriptures, we might have hope. And then he continues on saying, may God, the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded toward one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may have one voice and glorify our God and Father. So what is this that St. Paul gives us as a prescription for uniting in one voice? First and foremost is patience. He says it two times. Once, that we may have patience. In this translation of the bulletin, it says steadfastness. And then again, he says about the God of patience. Who is more patient than God? Now that word ipomoni in Greek is very descriptive. Ipo means under. And moni comes from the verb meno, to live. So it means literally living under something, bearing something. That's what patience is. And we must live under each other, live under the burden of each other's differences. It's a big struggle. And this is why we constantly lean upon judging again and again and again. As the word patience in its Greek makes it very clear, living under has this aspect of humility. We must be humble. The opposite of humility is judging in a way. The opposite of judging is being humble. The humble person doesn't judge. The humble person sees himself as below others. St. Paul also says in Philippians, he says, do nothing out of selfish conceit but with humility of mind, let each one of you regard one another as more important than himself. This is our Christian calling, and this is the example that Christ gave us. He didn't please himself, as St. Paul says, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Christ took upon himself all of our reproaches. He brought himself low. So humility is a key towards patience, and patience is a way towards not judging. There's another thing that St. Paul says in here where he says, be like-minded toward one another, or as the, this translation says, grant you to live in such harmony with one another. And there's a word in there which is phronin, which comes from phronima. I've talked about that before, this mindset of all of us having the like mind, the mind of the church. We must have that same mindset, and it's a mindset of humility, as St. Paul says in his epistle to the Philippians. But our Lord, most importantly, says something very clear about patience. He says, by your patience, possess your souls. Let's ponder that for a moment. By your patience, possess your souls. It's a very strange wording, and I looked at the Greek, and it's exactly the same, just as strange. By your patience, possess your souls. What is the opposite? Let's start with that. 
If you don't have patience, you are not possessing your soul. If you don't have patience, you are not on a path towards salvation. You're not even in your soul. But our Lord says, by patience, possess your soul. You can almost imagine grabbing your soul and taking it back inside of yourself. This is what we do by having patience. Patience towards each other, patience towards the experience of life, everything. So that's the one part that St. Paul says is patience. The other thing he says is he says, encouragement or consolation of the scriptures. And again, he says, the God of patience and consolation. That word in the Greek is paraklesios. Does it sound familiar? Paraklesis. It's the same word. That word paraklesis, the paraklesis service, means many different things. But among them, it means bringing consolation or comfort. This is the same word that our Lord uses for the Holy Spirit. As we say as a transliteration, the paraclete. He is the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the one who brings comfort and consolation to us. So it is by having comfort from God, consolation from God, paraklesis from God. And likewise, by having asking for paraklesis, which also means intercession from the Panagia, from the saints, we can't do this alone. We can't just make ourselves be patient. So we need to seek from God, from his saints, from his mother, that we may have the strength to no longer judge each other, to no longer think of ourselves as above others and instead place ourselves below. So who wants to possess your soul? We all do. We all desire to have the patience to stop judging. If we actually look at it in the right way, we know we don't want to judge. It's one of the most common things that I hear in confession. I judge, I judge, I can't stop judging. It's because it's just part of our brokenness. Rather than that, we need to bear with each other. And again, think of that word patience in terms of living under, like this weight that we carry which is the weight of, oh, that person said that thing, or oh, that person did that thing, or oh, that person is with a mask, is without a mask, or all these other ways in which we can just bear with each other. We can bear in patience. I want to offer some very wise words from, this is Yorondosa uh, Macrina, Words from the Heart, and this is a, a book of the, um, little talks that she gave throughout her life. And she is the, the spiritual um, mother, if you will, of the, the abbess at the monastery in Goldendale, Yorondosa Praxia. And she says, forbearance, like patience. Forbearance means tolerance. Just as Christ gives us an extremely heavy cross and we say, my Christ, how will I bear it? In the same manner, we must bear with every soul. My goodness, how frightening it is to see an uncultivated soul, how much work and labor it takes to correct it. We should humbly say, let me, the wretched one, bear with him, whether I'm able or not. Let me endure. Let me bear with this person who has this shortcoming. I have a hard time enduring, but I will try. Let me carry him on my back. You will fall to your knees. You will hurt. You will weep in order to endure it. If we struggle in this way, we will bear with everyone and we will love 
the whole world. Beautiful words indeed. We desire as Christians to love the whole world, but what a big chasm between where I am and that goal. And so she describes that. It is such a, a, an expression of endurance and an expression of love to bear with each other. And by doing this, we will, as she describes, will be transfigured. The Feast of Transfiguration just came. We celebrated it on Friday. We're still singing the hymns of the Transfiguration. And something that was brought to my attention through the hymns is that we think of Christ with all of his glory, and we think that he is revealing the glory of what? Of his divinity. But the hymns say this, on Mount Tabor, you, O Christ, were transfigured and you showed the transformation mankind will undergo when glorified by you, O Savior, at your awesome second coming. And another hymn says, since he had assumed human nature in himself, he showed them the original beauty of the image. This is the glory that the apostles saw on Mount Tabor, was the glory of what humanity can be. And it is glorious, and it is beautiful. And in that glory, we can have one voice glorifying our God and Father, Jesus, and our Lord Jesus Christ. So may, may we continue to struggle against the flow of our society, to not judge, to look to each other with patience and forbearance, and when the going gets tough, intercede to God and to his saints and to his mother, asking for their strength so that we may sing together in one voice, not just superficially, but with our souls that we possess, we may all sing together to the glory of God. Amen. Let us all say with our whole soul, with our whole mind, let us say, Lord Almighty God of our fathers, we pray to you, hear us, and have mercy. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your great mercy, we pray to you, hear us, and have mercy. And we pray for our Archbishop Gerasimo. Son, Kiria, 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 Son,